Hi, this is Shelly. And this is Nate. And together we're The Shelly Show. And as always, we are brought to you by Shelly Social Media, here for all of your digital marketing needs. And today we're actually, we don't have a guest today. We're going to be doing another review of a past podcast. And it's actually of our most recent one that we had with Lee Dorn. And Shelly and I just noticed some of the things and you know some of the things that he listed as a, you know, failures or mistakes that he potentially made. And we kind of wanted to, um, not to, <laughs> not to bring light to any of these on for him, but just kind of share some things that we we really think are important for those who might be considering shutting down and rebranding or might be, you know, for whatever circumstance, maybe considering moving that sort of thing. And just how we would really kind of go at that issue in today's world. We understand that Lee was in a very, very, you know, extremely tough situation in, in back in 2008 with the financial crisis. He had, you know, Shelly, correct me if I'm wrong. He had a lot of overhead. I think his rent was around 4,300 and he had kind of a miracle fall into his lap after, um, you know, basically saying, Hey, I'm closing. So we just kind of wanted to go into that process and just kind of really deep dive it. So that way our listeners can get a better idea of, you know, how, what to do in this situation, because <laughs> it's one that no one wants to be in. It's one that's very difficult for not only yourself, but your clientele. And we just want to make sure that we're, you're able to position yourself better from, you know, our standpoint. So uh, Shelly, with, within this one, I, I noticed something that really kind of stood out to me was the difficulties he saw with rebranding. What, what, have you seen companies that have rebranded? Are they pretty similar to what he faced or what, what are your thoughts on that entire situation he was facing? Well, first off, let's just go back to the times, right? Mm-hmm. So like we're in 2008 when he, you know, when everything, you know, we were in a repression and a business, a small business were closing and everything. And so like during that time, you know, he felt like he was forced to rebrand. If you, you know, if our listeners go back and listen to the podcast, they can hear what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So if you go back to 2008, um, things were starting to switch in the marketing world with branding, with marketing and with everything. Now, you know, it was it, like 2007 was when the internet really started to come out when, you know, there mm-hmm. was dial up and then everything like that came out um, to the public and we were able to use it on, you know, in your household and in your home. So mm-hmm. then, you know, him trying to use the old fashioned branding and marketing, which, you know, from what he mentioned and correct me if I'm wrong, Nate, but then he just mentioned that he did a whole bunch of robust email marketing campaigns. So I think email, was, but postcards, postcards. Yeah. I think it was mailers. Yeah. And it was, then it were back then it was pretty expensive. <laughs> I, yes. I don't know if he mentioned the explicit cost, but he was like, you know, he definitely said how expensive each of these mailers was. And yeah, the impact there wasn't, was pretty negligible if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. And so like, you know, um, to this day, postcard and mailers are still a, a thing that gets really good um, ROI. So mm-hmm. But, you know, then, yes, it was pretty expensive, you know, and advertising in newspapers, magazines, um, mm-hmm. on the radio, TV, all of those were pretty much the staples when it comes to uh, marketing, right? Yep. And then, then the whole alternative out-of-home advertising, all that stuff started to come about where, you know, people were putting money into online spending. They were starting to realize that, oh, we can, we can make people see us a little bit more on, you know on Google or on, you know, online stuff. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that was just starting to surface. 
So for him, he was like right in the cusp of that and to yep. rebrand during that whole transition anyway, where you have, you know, so many things going against you. Um, what we've seen is when you're rebranding your business, I mean, today's world, when you're changing everything, you need to let everybody know everywhere. So Mm -hmm. um, whether that's just social media, some people are like, well, it's just social media, but it's not. I mean, people see you everywhere, right? They see you on billboards. They see you on um, TV. They see you on YouTube. They see you, yep. you know, everywhere now. So it's like, you have to let everybody know. And what we found out that a lot of people will change their logo or they'll change their colors or they'll change mm -hmm. something like that. And really that's not a great idea. I mean, it's really, not a great idea. so, um, it, but people do it because they want to, you know, go a different route or they want to go a different way. And so when they do do something like that, um, you know, whatever the reason may be, maybe you no longer love your logo or the brand aesthetic is kind of dying out or it looks, you know, too old fashioned or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a couple of steps that companies need to take. You know, they need to talk about their brand identity. They need to know what their brand identity is they should when they consider um, branding. So yeah. a lot of things that that um, indicates is, you know, just going through all the things, it's kind of like starting over, like all the things is, um, you know, should we rename our business? Um, we really strongly mm -hmm. advise people not renaming their business. I mean, if you want to change your logo, that's fine. And I, I just don't see that, you know, renaming your business is going to really help you yeah. <laughs> you know we've seen that a lot um in restaurants right like mm -hmm. like a historical restaurant and i i know this for right here being downtown and historical town that i live in um one of the one of the places here is really well known for many years like you know 30 40 years they've been a part of historical downtown here yeah and somebody bought them and they changed the name well common sense just tells me and maybe you too nate but you change the name of something that's already been you know highly established which people are you know making it a destination point to go to why would you change that name and risk losing all that business unless you're really looking for a different clientele right absolutely i i think and even from my you know i i i obviously run the podcast but i i do obviously involve myself in social media and um i think that a lot of this in in just in going to places like i wouldn't refer to something that changed i can't think of an example off my head but if a new company or a new um store opened up in a place that i was familiar with i would just say oh it's you know such and such as old place and there's this new store there i wouldn't even know the new store's name yeah. like i think that even in i think to your point about how problematic changing the name is lee used his own name something mm -hmm. that like he i would hope his clientele knew or like yeah. the people that were going to a store knew him and it seems like he had a lot of return customers i think he mentioned he had over two thousand people that he could just send letters to that's that's really impressive but then he noticed that even though he was using his name for it instead of distinctive jewelers yes he still wasn't getting anyone in like yeah, he was using his know. literal name and they're like, oh, this is where you are now. And it's 10 feet away. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I think this is, I think it's such a, like he's, he, he literally mentions in the podcast, he says four inch, a four inch wall separated, you know, the new lingerie store that went in there. I don't know their name, but in Lee Dorn Jewelers. And 
if that's a difficult transition for people, imagine moving to an entirely new location while changing your name. It's just, I, I really think that, I don't think that's advisable for people. No, you, you I, know? Think that, I think one or the other would need to take place. So <laughs> yep. like, you know, because when people go to look for a, a store or they look for a restaurant, they're looking for that name, right? Yep. And even yep. though Lee Dorn changed it to Lee Dorn and, you know, people knew him, you know, perhaps changing the location with the name that he had first and then rebranding would have been a better move for him. Yeah. You know, if you think about it or staying in the same location for a little bit and then changing the name there and then moving over. I mean, doing both of them, I think was just not the best move for him, obviously, you know, in hindsight. Mm -hmm. Right. So I know, because even though it is only, um, feet away. If you think about when you're in a hurry and you're just trying to find something, you're looking for that name. You're looking for that logo, or you're looking for that Mm -hmm. familiar, familiarity of that brand. But if it's changed the name and the logos changed, maybe the colors have changed, even if it is only four feet away or or very (laughs) much just right there, um, you, you may not see it. You may see jewelers and be like, well, that's not the jewelry store I was looking for. Yep. Yep. And I I think that that's something that um, a lot of people like, I don't think we've ever actually tackled the consumer side of things the way we are with this, this episode. I I really think that like, because I'm envisioning myself in the driver's seat looking for this jewelry store that I've been to hundreds of times, or well, well, I'm not wealthy. So like two or three times, <laughs> let's, uh, let's be realistic here. Um, but like going, driving on old sock road, which is a, I believe where this is located and just having to turn to my left and see the sign or turn to my right. If I'm going um, West on it and just trying to see the sign, it's like, Oh, it's not there. I can't turn now. So what do I do? So like, I, right. you know, in like having to look up, oh, like, oh, distinctive isn't there. There, it's a new store. Okay, well, did he leave? Like, what happened? I'm not thinking of the mailer. I'm not thinking of the email correspondence. I'm thinking in the immediate moment, I need to get out of the middle lane because the jewelry store I'm looking for isn't there. You right. know, and I think that it's hard to have that perspective when you're thinking of, you know, all the business side of things. Of like, where Lee was in a very tough spot. He was in a very difficult position. He already had sent out mailers saying, "Hey." we're closing, like it's over. And then to have to go, Oh, wait, never mind. I'm rebranding. And then you get to the median and you're looking left and you're like, there's no jewelry store there. What do I do? I just see some lingerie in the window. That's not what I'm looking for. And then they drive away. And I think that that's something that like, you know, people really need to factor in is the consumer experience in the moment of looking for these things. Like they're not, if you're rebranding, if you're changing, know that that's going to impact some people, not in the way that you think it will, <laughs> you know, like I, I really, I really completely agree that it's something that like, if you're going to move, do that first or rebrand first, then move. I, I like that mention that, that comment that you said there, Shelly, cause I, I really agree with it. Yeah. I think, I think that that was one of the things that, um, you know, in hindsight, now we all we all can work in hindsight. That's just fine. But if if you look at it, I think that one or the other would have been a better opportunity or or you know help helpful to mm-hmm. him. I, I think that both of them were just, you know, it was tough um, for him yeah. to gain ground again. And mm-hmm. and 
it just goes to show like people out there that are listening that if you're planning on moving and rebranding at the same time, you might want to try one or the other first, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let them get used to where you're at first and then change or, you know, change where you're at. So that way they can, you can point out and say, Hey, this is our new logo. Like we're rebranding, like we're changing, like here's some flyers to hand out to friends and family, you know, or make sure that it's broadcast on social media. Cause unfortunately you were absolutely right. Like I'm thinking back to 20, 2000, I almost said 2018. I'm thinking back to 2008 and what Facebook was. And yes. this is just Facebook, obviously Google wasn't Google yet either. So oh. like they were a search engine, but they were not Google. And right. so, you know, people forget that like Facebook was literally just your picture, a bunch of little, like, like just little tabs. And then like, a stream of just text and then some pictures every now and then like it was a very, very different social media world back then. And I think that right now we're uniquely positioned. So I know that we've done some work with Lee and he mentioned that what have we really done to kind of put him in a great spot with his previous clients and his and new prospective clients. Right. Um, when we uh, when we were hired by Lee Dorn Jewelers, and they aren't on Sock Road, by the way, they're on Mineral Point Road. Oh, Mineral Point. That's right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I get those two confused. I used to yeah. work near there. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We just don't want to send them over to Sock. And then, you know, um, but when uh, he brought us on, again, he was, he was kind of in this place where he wanted to get more of more more of a different audience. So mm -hmm. it, again, you know, that can be a part of um, rebranding a little bit too, if you will, or at least changing your marketing strategy, not necessarily. And so, um, so when he hired us, we, um, we took on his uh, search engine optimization, which, you know, we cleaned up his website and we do all the SEO on the back end of the website. And then we've also done uh, Google ads, which have just done remarkable things for his business. Now, um, he has told us in all the years that he's been in business that he's never gotten so many phone calls off of, you know, off of the internet or um, Google ads as he has. Really? So, I mean, and we're seeing a, a different array of audience now coming into his, his store, you know, it's different age groups. Um, mm -hmm. They're looking for, you know, other things other than, you know, um, just, uh, just repair or jewelry repair. They're actually looking for, you know, a, a different kind of jewelry, I know, original jewelry, um, beautiful, you know, um, um, robust, um, I'm struggling for the words here, but um, They're good. the jewelry that he, you know, that he provides is unique, it's well made, you know, he mm -hmm. stands behind his, his, his work, he stands behind, you know, it, he goes all over the place to get, you know, very specific, unique, unique pieces that you're just not going to find anywhere else plus you're not yeah. going to find that quality anywhere else like um you know his competitors which some of them are like bigger companies obviously mm -hmm. in the area you know he shows up on the on the top and the top uh 10 of the best jewelry stores in the madison area now wow. um because of us um he shows up in you know the front on the front pages of google because of us you know for um, jewelry stores in Madison. Um, so, you know, we're really, we really worked with him and have brought him a different um, clientele, if you will. And, yeah. and uh, so that's what we did. Um, and which is really important with, 
like when you're looking through and now we also went through another huge um what do you call it? i don't even know what to call it the pandemic you know that really yeah like a crisis really a huge yeah crisis <laughs> um <laughs> he's like had two that he's had to work through you know uh. and you know his store you know also got you know broken into during you know some of the you know um protesting so i mean he went through that and yeah and and the guy just you know kept moving forward he's like well we just you know we got to do what we have to do you know it happens this is what's going on let's just move forward and and he keeps rising above so i mean he's doing Mm -hmm. he's doing it right it's just that you know we've had to do a little bit of work with um getting him foot traffic because you know the best the best things about lee dorn jewelers is walking into the jewelry store and talking to Lee about jewelry. I mean, he's just a fascinating person. And so you can just really have a great conversation. Um, and you just like being around him. And mm-hmm. I don't get that when I go to, you know, big brand jewelry stores, you know, yeah, to know you and helps you pick out jewelry and be like, well, something you may not have looked at, or you may overlook or something. He might, you know, he'll get to know you and your personality and things that you like, and he'll bring it out and he'll be like, and you'll be like, oh my gosh, that is perfect for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't get that with with other jewelers. So um, we've made that known to the public, and I think that's part of the marketing that we do too. Is yeah. that you need to show that part of your business, right? So yeah. in marketing, you, you need to show what makes you unique, what makes you special, and um, why people want to come in and visit you. And and so we've we've successfully done that over the last year or two, and. And we'll continue to do so, of course. So. Oh, excellent. Yeah. And this is just another way to show that for him. Like, I, I know that we <laughs> were kind of talking about that, you know, revisiting that failure, but I hope the shameless plug we just gave you, Lee, if you're listening, <laughs> will kind of help <laughs> mitigate that just a little bit. But, you know, it's, it's really just all about that learning process. And I think that he's done, um, I completely agree with you. I think he's done a fantastic job of really learning from that past mistake and just by hiring us like he's able to get new clientele and rely on our abilities to make sure that he's hitting a new audience and i think that that's something that you know for our listeners out there we can provide as well like shameless plug for us too so i I think that this has been a really awesome discussion chili i've I've really enjoyed kind of picking your brain about some of the things that you know i might not even be aware of in terms of like a rebrand just thinking like because i'm kind of coming at it from more of that consumer mindset as opposed to really that business owner mindset of really what the rebrand is going to do to me as a consumer rather than what they're thinking it's going to do, you know, while marketing themselves out. So, you know, if you're out there listening and you're really in your own, your own business, and you're really thinking about a rebrand, really, really evaluate because like Shelly said, you could be starting from scratch and you need to have a plan for that. And if you are needing to update or something like that, maybe think about doing one move rather, you know, one move first, rather than doing a bunch of different things at once, just because it will impact your business. We just don't know. You, you just can't foresee how hard it's going to hit. So, um, well, Shelly, I think that's a, that's a, as good a place as any to stop here. Um, is there anything else that you kind of had at the end here for anybody considering to rebrand or you think we kind of covered it here? Um, I would just like to say, you know, if you're considering rebranding in today's market, it's a little bit easier to do okay. research and, um, 
you know, and if you ever want to, you know, talk about rebranding, you're welcome to give us a call at Shelly Social Media. Again, another shameless plug, but then, <laughs> but, but do your research first and plan it out a little bit instead of just, you know, saying, oh, well, I'm going to change my brand today. And which we see a lot of that. So, okay. All righty. Well, hey, Shelly, thanks for uh, thanks for talking with me here about uh, rebranding. And uh, again, Lee, <laughs> thank you for being, uh, you know, a conversation on or a topic of conversation on this. And I think that, you know, you've been doing a great job and um, we're, we're just really kind of happy to have you as part of our clientele here and to help you out. So, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening in and we'll see you next time.